Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and producer Terry. This week we're here to talk about World Enough and Time. Written by Stephen Moffat, directed by Rachel Talley, aired June 24th, 2017. Jill. Yes. What would you think of this one? So good, but <laughs> lots of huge question marks, which, of course, it's a, the first part of a two-parter. It's yeah. going to happen, but amazing. I didn't think anyone could get better than Michelle Gomez, but then Pearl Mackey just killed it. <laughs> oh, lots of good stuff. Sam? It was really great, and I enjoyed it, even though Cody called 99% of everything going on. Wait, really? Wow. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Cody, what'd you think? It's great. It's a fantastic episode. I feel like it could have been made better by having previous Doctor Who knowledge. Yeah, maybe a little. We'll talk to Alex about that later, because he... Well, we'll talk to Alex about that later. Terry, what'd you think? I really loved it. There was a lot of times where I would stop and rewind and rewatch just small sections of it. And it was it was great all around. Okay, Alex. Um, Cody brings up a good point. The first time you saw this, you had no classic Who knowledge. The second time you saw it just now, you do have some. Yeah. So what'd you think? I was actually paying attention to that because I think the first inkling that you're given as like me and maybe I'm not looking at it hard enough. But so when Razor and Bill are outside and he's like kind of going through why they need to be cured and he says the one line, they'll be upgraded and then never again. Yeah. And I'm thinking that is the probably the time when all the classics are like, oh, shit. And then you see the helmet on the <laughs> one and it's just like clear. Uh, I think there were some clues before that. And in fact, in my notes, when he says upgrade, that's when I wrote, you know, to ask you guys, is this when you got what was going on? But we'll get to all that in our conversation. But yeah, this episode is amazing. Uh, super cool. And I was watching Jill to see when she would get it. <laughs> and uh, it, it was just a fun, fun rewatch. Very fun. It took a really yeah. long time is what he means. i actually thought this one flew by today watching i was surprised at how fast it went and uh i'm glad i chose to do it just by itself instead of watching both of them together i think originally when i decided that it was more because we i thought we would talk more about like the part two in a discussion about it and i wanted to give it its own space but having watched it again which for some reason i think this is probably only my third time watching it um you know it's it's very much a standalone episode and holds up all by itself i didn't call the master i i i called a lot of stuff but i did not expect mr razor to be the 
master in his previous form. Yeah, that was mind-blowing. Super <laughs> clever. Well, is it clever? It'll probably unwind into clever. I was super confused at first. I was like, you can't have the same person. Oh, wait, yeah, you can. The doctor's <laughs> yeah, the doctor's done it, done it all the time. I, I, had, is I had to the... talk myself through that one. <laughs> it is the first time ever we've had a multi-master story. We've probably had five multi-doctor stories at this point, if you count Time Crash. And uh, it's, yeah, it's awesome. According to uh, Jake's prophecy, it shouldn't be possible unless they make it so, right? <laughs> yeah, unless the writer decides that it is. <laughs> it is possible uh, today. <laughs> like in all the doctor, like the multi-doctor episodes, um, there's always like a reason that they come together. Like they're forced together by some crazy event. Whereas in this one, it seems like they just kind of accident the two masters just accidentally ran into each other. Did they really? Yeah. Well, the way Mister Razor yeah. was acting, he seemed surprised. Yeah, the John Sim master. I guess we could say master and Missy. Um, the master says to Missy, "Like I didn't even know it was you for the first." Or he says something like, "It took me forever to realize it was you." Y'all realize Missy dabbed in this episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I looked at Alex because he hates dab. In fact, he always says, "He always says stop dab," and he didn't hate this one for some reason. That's everything Michelle Missy does, does is pure gold. <laughs> <laughs> but the masters would have had to collaborate on this plan, right? Like, or they just come up with it on spot? No, it was the masters' plan, John Sims' plan. Missy has nothing to do with it. She just happened to be there? Yeah. And now That's... she's evil again. Ta-da, no. Cody was going to, yeah. This is why no. Cody didn't want to get his hopes up. Just to have him crushed. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I I had a moment of weakness this episode. I, I'm still going to have a moment of weakness. So the stepping stones that they did with uh, the beginning of the episode where it's like, here's the doctor generating. Ha ha, he did. Lol. Jump skip. Here's them breaking onto this massive 400 mile ship. Lol. Uh, Bill's dead. <laughs> and here's how yeah, it all happened. We've, we've talked about lists before. Let's talk about each of these <laughs> events by themselves. Uh, what'd you guys think of the cold open, though short it was? It's so bad. Why, why do that? Why? Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I suppose they've pump faked enough doctor regenerations that this too could be a pump fake but once again that's them dishing a juicy fucking steak and if they were gonna pump fake like that's a kick over the couch throw a chair out the window i'm not watching your bullshit anymore pump fake stop with the pump f- well this one's not a pump fake i'm sure but stop <laughs> but yeah with them. what is what does that mean like does that mean at the end of this story something is gonna happen it means the doctor dies it means he dies and regenerates. That's what's hard about watching, I think, past episodes rather than, and like kind of know what's, I mean, I don't know what's happening current, but I know who the doctor is in current seasons because that just made me math. Okay. And I never is... know where we are either. So that kind of makes it hard. So I started asking Alex questions that he wouldn't <laughs> answer, but that's gotta be real, right? For some odd reason, since Alex said what he just said, would it be crazy if Missy uh, regenerates into the next Doctor? You, the I Doctor guess. is a person, and the person regenerates into no, the no, same no. person. The Doctor has a name. The Doctor's not a person. 
The doctor <laughs> is an idea. No. Yes. That is, no. No, is it so crazy? Yes. Alex seems sus. That's a sus fucking You're question. Wrong. I made I made a joke, actually, with Jill. Was, and uh, she's like, is is Missy the doctor? I was like, what if the doctor regenerates into Missy? <laughs> like, it was just a stupid thing. <laughs> Holy yeah. fuck. But, like, the way yeah, they... Yeah, for the last 50 years, they were just... There's only ever one person in the room. <laughs> and everyone else <laughs> yeah. is just like, this guy is fucking nuts. <laughs> Again, I, I feel kind of cheatery, but I think everyone listening would know that Jodie Whittaker's the next Doctor. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm really bad at putting things into linear, like, timeline context, so I don't quite know where she comes in. But I know she's coming, and this episode just had so much emphasis on the Doctor can be male or female, the Master can be male or female, it doesn't <laughs> matter. So, obviously, it's coming soon. Well... Moffat's not the one who hired Jody to be the doctor, but he did like to lay the groundwork during his time for the possibility after he kind of came around. At first, he was against a female doctor. And so, you know, he kind of dropped a little pieces here and here, here and there about uh, Time Lords regenerating into different genders. And then, you know, a very blatant hint by having the master regenerate into a female. And then the speech here in this episode where he's just like, like, we're a super advanced society. Like, we don't give a shit about genders. <laughs> like, it, they mean nothing. Speaking of genders, uh, I love the quote earlier in the beginning when Missy was her test run of being the doctor. And she's like, exposition and comic relief. And it's like, right. darling, <laughs> those are genders. <laughs> that was just so funny. Let's talk about that scene a little bit more because it's the best scene of the whole episode (laughs) is Missy pretending to be the doctor or doing her best to actually be the doctor. And yeah, that's my favorite line of the episode. Well, I'm going to say my second favorite line is she goes, I'm Doctor Who and these are my expendables, exposition and comic relief. (laughs) That's good. What a response. Put it in the book. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about that scene. No. I, you didn't like it? I struggled with it a bit because the doctor's whole thing was like, oh, she's on the TARDIS to help me. And she's, you know, locked on the TARDIS. And then he just immediately is like, yeah, go take an adventure. That's fine. I'll just eat my chips. So, like, has he just given up on, or he believes Missy's good, but he's given up on his whole promise of keeping her locked in the vault. Like, now he's not even trying it does seem a little fast, like going from a thousand years of guarding the vault to, well, 75 years is pretty long. She could be in the TARDIS, like that's, you know, inescapable to being like, well, let's let her run around on a spaceship with human lives at stake. And also, <laughs> and my best friends. For Bill, later in the episode, you get that flashback of her being like, no, I'm not doing that. That sounds dangerous. And he's like, no, it's it's fine. Putting them in danger. Whatever, I'm just going to sit in the TARDIS. Straight up got Bill killed. Bill died. I, I think that um, that flashback was a little bit more telling into why he wanted this to work for Missy. Because, um, like he said, she's or she's the most like him person he's ever met. And if, if, if he can not make her good, but like show that there's good in her, then that kind of goes back to like the doctor's self-hate thing where he doesn't think he's good. But if he can make Missy, who is really a lot like him, be good, then maybe he can be good too. And like, I was kind of drawn that like on a second watch. 
So it's like his own selfish reason to put her out there is to prove that he could be good because she could be good. Also, he really wanted that bag of chips. <laughs> True. Crisps. Everything the doctor does is selfish. Is this the first time uh, in Doctor Who that they say the word bitch? I wondered no. that. Might I introduce you to Cassandra, my bitchy trampoline? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. That's such yeah, a long time Bringing ago. that up, that is my actual favorite line, is when that dude says, are you human? And he goes, or Missy goes, ah, oh, don't be a bitch. <laughs> and she says it like really quiet and yeah, under she her does. breath. I, I like had to turn on the closed caption for that. I love it. It's, yeah, everything, gold. Everything that comes out of her face, gold. Oh, and her beginning outfit, too, when she came into the room with that hat. Just her presence of just like, ha, 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 I'm pompous. Like, it was beautiful. Like, it, it played really well. Like, she could be a, the doctor. Like, no she, problem. She would make this show 100 times better if she was the doctor. Changed my mind. And then and then her <laughs> dancing to the to the klaxons or whatever. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> her delivery is also just so spot on, which makes it so good. And I actually had to make Alex back up because when she did the whole bit with the doctor or i'm doctor who and their whole arguing like no he says the doctor and i'm saving an actual minute then she dabs and she just immediately goes from joking to carrying on the next line and it's just flawless like everything she does so good Mm -hmm. and i like that her screwdriver is her umbrella like that's her weapon like that was is really fun (laughs) yeah speaking of screwdrivers why is there a marker in the Sonic? That seems like so low tech. Because uh, he needs to show dumb people how time distortions work. But why a marker? Easy. <laughs> okay, the delivery line verbatim that I was mentioning was the, oh, that's his actual name. Look at his screen. And I was like, look at what screen? Like I was expecting his name to be on a screen. And it's just like her delivery of that's his name look at the screens in the room that well, the look at me. the screen was was a change in topic i know but she just yeah. does it just seamlessly yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was right. oh i just love her and moffat does that a lot where he'll like run two sentences together in a way that it seems like the second sentence is answering the first one and if you wanted to think of it in a certain way it is an answer but then it's like oh no they've just moved on to a whole different thing like when uh Amy asks the doctor if he's married to River, and he goes, yes, I am Captain Grumpy Face today. I was really interested in knowing how long she'd actually been down there between those shots of the clocks. And uh, from the first time she wakes up in the hospital to the next time when she's mopping the floor, uh, 397 days have passed, but the clock for the doctors has actually gone back in time 17 seconds. (laughs) oh yikes well we all know your inability to (laughs) no i double triple checked this so cody and i did the math and it's 500 years per day what was it yep no you're exactly right it's 500 years per day but what's that so for the doctoring team they were yeah it was 10 minutes so if 10 minutes is a um 144th of a day so what's 5,000 divided by 144 (laughs) so so she was (laughs) so she was there for 35 years that can't be right 
But she no get well, older. No, it's not. She you never incorrect. She didn't change age that much. <laughs> really? Uh, she's a fucking cyberman. Well, she is now, but she wasn't the whole time. I suppose we only saw before she was a cyber. So maybe she was a cyberman for many years until they got sure, there. But yeah. They do at one point specifically say that it's been 10 years for her, and that's like in the middle. I'm gonna... And then she does say, hurry, doctor, how many... Or when you know she gets like the vision of the doctor because of the thing he put in her head, she does say like how many more decades... Yeah, I got 34.7 years yeah. per calculation. I rounded up. Okay. I apologize. Okay. Man, they should have put more effort into like changing her features a bit more. Because <laughs> like her hair didn't grow at all the whole time. Well, Are you kidding me? Maybe. Oh, she couldn't cut her fucking hair? Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No no one else was cutting and, their hair. And you don't, <laughs> you don't know, you don't know anything the, about this process. Yeah, what the heart box does or changes. Is she even human anymore? Well, why would you assume it would change your humanity that much when it just makes her have a heart? Like, it's literally just a metal heart. <laughs> why would you assume she didn't get a haircut? <laughs> because she seems like she's in prison and not able to leave the building, and it doesn't seem like they would have a barbershop in the hospital. She couldn't do it herself? She doesn't have a Floby? Razor couldn't have done it? Crazy mead nurse Her hair was too nice. <laughs> After 34.7 years, someone's going to learn to cut that hair. I think the real question uh, yeah. here is, what the fuck is a Floby? I just assume it's something uh, I don't God know about. <laughs> uh, there's an interview with George Clooney on Jimmy Kimmel like two months ago. Go watch that. Oh, okay. Pertinent. It's it's a device from the 90s, like an as-seen-on-TV thing, where it's like a vacuum I was say, is it the that vacuum cuts thing? your hair. Yeah. Extraordinary. Like it's so you can cut your own hair. It like sucks your hair up, and then once it gets up to a certain height, cuts it. So this whole thing, I just assumed whoever was writing this detail in was just like, ah, fuck it, and and didn't factor in an actual time calculated through the ratio of the top floor to the bottom floor. They're just like, ah, three hundred fifty <laughs> years to ten minutes is great. Well, a that someone is Stephen Moffat. And B, I don't see a problem with it being 37 years. It seems like it's perfectly thought about. Seems fine. I'm not mad about it. I, I see mean, a problem with it. I'm fine with I the think time. That... I would just like a little bit more continuity visually. I don't know. I just think that makes the doctor a huge fucking asshole. Why does he need to explain shit? Just go. <laughs> You're well, wasting years. As, as ever with the doctor, he's kind of realizing what's going on while explaining it. And at one point, he does say, you know what? We don't have any more time. And he flips that dude to death. <laughs> That's a good baller. This just in, though. The doctor has no fucking idea what somebody closer to a black hole is experiencing. I don't believe it. <laughs> no, he knew the whole time. He's closer to the black hole. I'm He's sorry. How much time has passed overall? 35 Jesus, years. Jesus, Terry. 34.7 years. Which floor? Right. <laughs> 10 minutes on top, 34.7 on bottom. All right, moving on. Um, the first kind of clue, if you're a classic Doctor Who fan, is that the very first Cybermen in the 10th planet, the first Doctor's last story, the actor didn't really know how to talk like a Cyberman, and no one really gave him any instructions. So he just kind of did like a speak and spell kind of voice, like how he thought a computer would talk, like pre-recorded syllables that were kind of mashed together by a computer. And 
when that guy is in or don't no, for the very first time when those guys come up from the elevator and they're like we're um taking her and we're gonna fix her uh all that that speech like that speak and spell style speech is kind of like the first big hint and i really like the way they use that throughout the story especially like with the the guy who's in pain and just keeps hitting the pain button. Oh, yeah. And so the nurse just comes and turns his volume down. Oof. I thought she was turning a pain med up. She was not. I think That's horrifying, the how that turns yeah, out. They find I out. love yeah. the horror in this yeah, show. Yeah, super big horror in this. Big big horror vibes. So are they turning Huge them all insight. into Cybermen? Yep. That's the plan, but as... The master says this is the genesis of the Cybermen. This is how they were created. So you see those ones sitting on the floor in the surgery arena and they are like trial and error failures. So Bill was just the best Cybermen? Best we've seen. Suppose. So also, Sam, when are we getting those cool little IV containers in modern medicine US? <laughs> right? That but, was that was fun. But it's like not an IV container. It's a speaker. That's a speaker. It's a fluid. Yeah, but it's speaker. got like a glowy goo in it. Yeah, you need that for the base. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I did like that. I thought it was really a neat. What are they? Futuristic. Called? Um, set prop. That's the word prop. for it. Prop. Neat prop. Neat prop. So they did good in the prop. They did good in the writing. Missy did good in general. So Jake. So this. Uh, ship came from Mondas or was going to Mondas? Came from. It is a Mondasian colony ship. And in Classic, wasn't the Cybermen already on Mondas? <laughs> yes. So why is this the Genesis if this was leaving Mondas? Well, so for those of you who don't know, the story, the original story of the Cybermen, and the Cybermen have a bunch of origin stories. That's the point, is that they're inevitable. Uh, but the original Cybermen, the Mondasian Cybermen, Mondas was a twin planet to Earth, and it started dying. And this is around the time of like the very first heart transplant, and people were like, super scared about stuff like that uh like are you still you if you have somebody else's heart inside of you stuff like that so doctor who wrote a story about like a planet full of people that upgraded themselves to the point of being cybermen and they so mondas leaves and to answer your question alex like you could imagine these things happening at the same time so like this colony ship takes off while the planet Mondas takes off also. And they're both trying to find solutions at the same time. And then because this ship is stuck in a black hole, whereas on that end of the ship, it's been thousands of years, then they've come to the same conclusion as their planet did. And it's basically the same environment because of the fumes and their dire situation than what the planet was into. Yeah, but also like, you know, they have the same technology from the starting point they have the same yeah. general same scientists like, ethics same yeah same science same history same culture interesting so they so they are mondasian but not in the sense that classic who mondasian cybermen were well you could also assume that maybe this ship does get away from this black hole because it is slowly working and that it goes to mondas yeah, I did I, I did write down when Nardal was reading all that off is like 
it's like it was it was an earth it was an earth like almost like a twin and i knew that i was like oh shit that's another hint yeah that was missy saying that oh okay oh yeah that's right oh when the master was behind her right yeah did anyone have any inkling that razor was john zim with prosthetic makeup on no no why would you? I felt like, like you could tell the world? prosthetics, but you, you couldn't tell who it was. You know what I mean? There's no way. Like, people who said they knew are lying. Well, the shit of it is, if you watched the Next Time trailer on last week's episode, it ends with him pulling his mask off and showing that it's John Cena. Really? That's absolutely so insane. They, and it was in the, like, pre-season trailer. Oh. Like, they totally gave it away super <laughs> Why? early. Why? I think I managed to stay unspoiled about John Sim. I knew there was going to be Mondasian Cybermen in this season. I didn't know exactly where. Um, and I think the reason they're in there is because Peter Capaldi begged Stephen Moffat to do them because he they're his favorite and he was a a fan of the show from day one. And so that was a the thing they've been talking about for a while. Uh, but I, I think I managed to avoid or at least managed to forget that John Zim is going to come back. My question about... Uh, hold on. Uh, Sam, are we open for questions? The floor is now open for questions. Oh, good. Go ahead, Terry. Uh, is how many faces of Razor did he have? Or did he have just one for all those times? Because that has got <laughs> to be so gross wearing that prosthetic for that many years. <laughs> So gross. There's got to be like just a garbage pile of his face just somewhere in that world. <laughs> and if you if you're a fan of Classic Who, you know that the master back then particularly did use disguises all the time. So it's fun to kind of get back to some of the OG master shenanigans. They should get rid of previews. It ruins more than helps, I think. <laughs> like ugh. Well, Around this time, the ratings were real bad. <laughs> they were really hoping to get people to watch. I don't know what the master's doing here for 35 <laughs> years. However long he was here before Missy even showed up. Just chilling. The Mondasian ship. Oh, yeah. Who knows how long he was there before Bill showed up. But... I really love the idea that Bill was sort of the master's companion for the last 35 years. Yeah. And obviously she didn't turn on the doctor like she kept having the wait for me flashbacks but i almost think like her coming out as a cyberman like angry and not with the tear would have been more impactful like of course she's gonna wait for the doctor or whatever that's what we expect she's the companion but i think if she came out like pissed like that the doctor didn't come sooner i mean i mean she knows the time spectrum at this point but yeah. also being the master's companion like, they were friends. They were all each other had for the last that many years. Razor and Bill together were so fun. <laughs> yeah. That should, I, I don't think that would make her mad at the doctor, though. That should make her mad at the lies and deceit that she got from the master, I would think. But does she know? Well, I guess she knows now because he turned her into a Cyberman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a jerk move. Big jerky But jerk. now she's a Cyberman, so she doesn't care. Well, she does. She was crying. One tear. One tear. She cried one tear. <laughs> did they live together, Bill and Razor? Right, like... For sure. I feel for... like they did. 
He was there's a shot where he's like cooking breakfast yeah. and he has an apron and she comes out of a back room with a robe on, like yawning. Yeah. They and were while, definitely living together. While there's other spaces there, like we see all the other spaces, don't we? Like and they're all being used for failures or attempts. All those years though, like we do see other people when they like go outside. All those years, Bill didn't like get a girlfriend or a wife or it's, it's been forever. I don't think she could leave the hospital. All the other people she did leave either the, the nurse or people with bags on their heads. So. We, <laughs> no, there left. are tons of people outside when they went outside. That shot of just seeing a hole in Bill was really pretty. It was He's scary. pretty in the, the worst ways. <laughs> Were either of you surprised when Bill got shot like immediately? Either or no. any. Bill dies all the time. I was going to say, she is, is like death number five for her? <laughs> of course she's going to get shot. But yes, I was still shocked. Like, when he shot, that's not what I was expecting to see when it turned back around. I think that was the most shocking thing. <laughs> yeah, like in most shows, they like someone gets shot in the stomach and they have to be rushed to surgery and they barely make it. But this chick has a softball-sized hole <laughs> through her sternum. <laughs> what a gun. <laughs> So going back to the Pearl Mackey scene, her falling, not great, but her dead face, wonderful. Mm-hmm. She looked great. Like, a lot of people, when they look dead, they don't really look dead, and I really like the way she played it. The fall was bad, though. She like It was like she didn't have anything behind her. She didn't... I didn't like well, it. Well, they did, like, that thing where the camera follows you down. Like, they did it in Gladiator. They've done it in Game of Thrones. Yeah, they do it a lot. You see her, like, falling back, and then instead of, like, continuing to fall back, she folds at the waist. I don't know. She has no spine to hold her top on her <laughs> body. Like, she should have just <laughs> collapsed in on herself. Yeah, she should have done the Darth Maul, just like, ugh. <laughs> Fold over. Oh, poor Bill. <laughs> okay, how long before the non-Alexes of you suspected that these were Cybermen? This, I feel like Cody called when, it When they said early. repair all the time and those masks. I don't know if it was from the documentary where we watched like the super old doctor, but I remember those like really thin face coverings on the old Cybermen. Yeah. Really? So Not a documentary, but. So yeah. you had it pretty, pretty quick. Jill, yep. I don't think had it till like 45 minutes. I had it when the, when Bill came out as a Cyberman. There you go. That's that's that what exact I would moment it too. That's also well. Even then, they it. don't look like Cybermen you've seen before. True. I liked the the showing of the handle, uh, for on top of the head that oh yeah is to, uh, oh yeah when he like turns it and then it like clicks into place. You're like oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the real seal. The deal. I was I was one. staring at Jill when that scene happened, and she was just like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. The new helmet thing's pretty sweet. Well, the old helmet. Is that what it is? It's it's all classic. Like, that's, like, straight from classic. Don't they have a new one? What do you mean? Yeah, they have the new one with the The helmet thing that Bill is wearing. Yeah. That's new. It's new to you, but it's how they used to be back in the day. Okay, fine. That was sweet, though. Which just adds to the horror aspect of it, of it not being, like, super new or anything, but, like, having the giant weird rectangular mouth and the 
giant circle eyes. Like it looks cartoony, fake horror. Like it's it's just it's so it's so pretty. It it looks like like sixty fifties or sixties Doctor Who. So like we got five dollars. Dress this dude up. <laughs> I got a I got a question for Sam. Are we are we open for questions? Four people? No, I'm not opening myself to questions. <laughs> um, I'll, I'm open for questions. I'll... Hold on. You also don't get to ask if we're open oh, for sorry, questions. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, first, I just put a picture of the 10th Planet Cyberman oh, yeah, they on the junk our Discord. <laughs> what? There's like but, little uh, fans. What is happening? <laughs> is that a penis? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was actually their blaster. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, yeah. they got it like disconnects plungers on Daleks and giant blasters on cod pieces. Hey, those suits Ooh, were hot, that, that so they like needed a Christmas something. Christmas song. That I 100% believe, and right in the groin region, <laughs> that's that's just good engineering. Yeah. All right. So my question to Sam is: Did did this episode make Cybermen scary and like a good villain? Because you've said that in the past. Is like I hate Cybermen. They're not good. Yeah, I I did enjoy them in this. Well, did I enjoy the Cybermen? I enjoyed the story. Yeah. The Cybermen were kind of annoying. I I want to say this is probably my favorite Cybermen episode. Yeah, the episode is probably... I would say this is the best Cybermen episode for me. But the Cybermen themselves are still... They were kind of sad. Like, I feel bad for them. You know, sad wasn't... That that's very reasonable, but it wasn't the feeling I was feeling. I it's just creepy, horrifying, <laughs> macabre. Yeah, you have to have empathy. <laughs> Fuck, you're not wrong. <laughs> I always feel bad uh, for the Cybermen, but this one especially. Yeah, yeah, this one really brought out the feelings for them. Yeah, I think that's kind of the point. Is especially in modern Who, is you're supposed to feel bad for the. Cybermen, it's why they show often show the human before they're upgraded and then like that Cyberman identifies who they used to be. In that scene where Bill is going to be upgraded and that creepy scientist dude is creeping I I notice in that scene in particular and it's all over the place but just like the lighting on his face while he's talking just and he's being trying to be like super sweet and it makes him even creepier and it's just uh one of many instances where i was just like god rachel talley is the best and should direct every episode of everything <laughs> for all of time yeah that guy was not in it for very long but he was very good like super creepy going back to the master taking bill under the wing i love when she goes in and he's trying to offer her tea and my favorite line when he says, a positive attitude will help with the horror to come. And she's like, what horror? He goes, mostly the tea. <laughs> it was, a, it, he just had so many funny things that like, I never, I don't know. That whole He's tea so exchange charming. was also glorious. Yeah, yeah. so what, good. Would you like good or bad? <laughs> Why do you call it good? Uh, it masks the actual tea. <laughs> so when he is confronting Missy, And he's saying stuff like, the doctor will never forgive you for what you did to his companion. And she's like, I didn't do anything. He's like, no, you did a long time ago. And like starts kind of saying things. Did any of that start making you think, oh, this is the master? Literally nothing at all. Ever. (laughs) No. 
I was confused by it as going like, what the hell does he know? I think for me at the time, having not been spoiled, when he says he's not going to like what you did to his friend, and this is coming right off of him betraying Bill, I think that's when it clicked for me. But that was a long time ago. Three and a half years ago. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Uh, there is a part. So there's a classic Doctor Who episode, one of the best, always voted either number one or number two, called Genesis of the Daleks. And there's a rumor that there was a script ordered called Genesis of the Cybermen, but it ended up never getting made. And that's what this story is. And in that scene, after the Master reveals himself... And they're saying, they're using the word exodus because they're going to leave. And he's like, well, it's not really an exodus. It's more like a genesis, a genesis of the Cybermen. In that moment, they play the four knocks music. It's just a it's so cool. I thought that was the master's theme. It kind of is, but specifically that master, like none of the other ones. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Exclusive. But I definitely noticed the music change. Y'all ready for tweets? It's going to take... Tweets. The day we're about to record every episode, I tweet out, Hey, what'd y'all think of this one? And if you want us to read your tweets, tweet about us. You can follow us on Twitter, Married Who Pod. Like these people. Okay. Ode underscore Ollie, at Ode underscore Ollie. He warned me about this. This is 29 tweets Whoa. oh my god <laughs> hold on i need to take a sip of water a, did you already paraphrase that's a fat tweet you gotta put that on a twit longer <laughs> well the first tweet is settle it everyone sorry jake it's five pages of notes edit out whatever you want oh, god. but what am i gonna edit out oh underscore ollie says this has got to be one of my favorite finales, if not the favorite, and for good reason. It's magnificent, dark, clever, played with the idea of time so well. Every character is fleshed out. It's so creepy and has such an oppressive feeling throughout. It's heartbreaking and so gripping right from the start. The intro is immediately so engaging and obviously a flash forward, but so intriguing. And Capaldi played the emotion so well, his anger and desperation came through so easily. The idea of Missy being tested is genius. Think it's such a new way of exploring the Doctor-Master relationship, and Michelle Gomez plays it so well. Still so sarcastic and showing very little care, almost like she's just putting on a show. And the way it plays through the episode is amazing. Uh, yeah, this is Jake now. Um, there was one other part I wanted to point out. When Razor has confronted, confronted Missy and is about to reveal himself as the Master, she's just like so annoyed by him. And like her acting through that scene is... My, I think my favorite in the whole episode where she's just like barely tolerating him while trying her hardest not to absolutely murder him <laughs> because she's like promised to be good and she even is threatening him and just her facial expressions during that are great and her dialogue about Doctor Who is hilarious love when the show gets meta and especially with her physicality it's good to have lightness and humor before the horror to come George is a surprisingly good character, having his fear and anger yet being apologetic and understanding. Even before he shoots Bill, you can see the effect the proto-Cybermen have on him. Bill's death is so shocking, 
And I can imagine you were the same. Not sure if they'd really do it. Bill's wound is horrific and so affecting. The flashbacks are so cleverly done and perfectly show Bill and the Doctor's relationship and the trust between them. Uh, The description of the Doctor and the Master's relationship is wonderful. And I love how, despite everything, Twelve is still so hopeful and compassionate with Missy and desperately wants his friend back. The idea of wanting to see the stars slash burn them is such a nice callback, too. I really like the Doctor's line about the petty obsession about gender, and Bill asking the Doctor for his promise is so immediately heartbreaking. And Capaldi plays the Doctor's reaction to the shooting so well, his emotions are so obvious and so affecting. The proto-Cybermen are so creepy, really playing with the body horror of them. I think this is the best way they've been portrayed in a long time. Them being in constant pain is horrifying, as is the lack of care slash desensitization of the nurse, and eventually of Bill. And the scene with the handles being the emotional inhibitors is so quick and so, so creepy. Mr. Razor is an incredible creation. I just wish the twist hadn't been spoiled in advance. Very envious of the Marys for having a proper reveal. There's obviously something off with him, but there's very few hints at who he really is. His relationship with Bill and how it develops is brilliant and actually is quite touching, right up until the inevitable betrayal. John Sim plays him with humor and warmth so different to his master. And when the reveal happens, it's magnificent. The sudden switch of voice and physicality is incredible, and the arrogance and triumph in the last scene is amazing, with Michelle Gomez playing the other side of it so well. The episode is very much Bill's story, and the journey she goes on is heartbreaking and disturbing, even more so after the master reveal. The fact it takes place over years is horrific, seeing Bill slowly being desensitized to the horror of the Mondasian surgery, and having all the development and progress she made with the doctor halted by the master is heartbreaking. Bill turns into someone so quiet and reserved, and you can see exactly the effect the Master's manipulation has had on her. Pearl plays the change into someone downtrodden so well. You can see her pine and frustration at not being rescued, and her horror at the proto-Cybermen, and especially her reaction to Mr. Razor's betrayal. The emotional moments are played so expressively and affectingly. I think this is one of her best performances of the show. Even though he's not really in it for that long, I love the Doctor in this. For the majority of the story, he's in teacher mode again, explaining the time dilation. I love how they kept that theme going through the series, and it's rare to see him fail at what he does best, especially to this this extent. And it's so shocking, not just because of Bill, but because by this point, the Doctor has been built up as near infallible, and we can see how he takes the blame for everything that happens. All the reveals he's presented have such well-acted reactions... The Mondasi and Cyberman reveal is great. You can see his shock is so obvious, and the way he changes to defensive and understanding to try to find Bill is brilliant. And the look on his face during the final scene is incredible. The shock deepening into horror, you can feel his fear just from Capaldi's expressions alone. I love the very fan servicey callbacks in this episode. 12 using Venusian Aikido is brilliant. Just the quickest reference, but it's great. The more sing-song Cyberman voices instead of the more recent robotic ones are great, a deep cut into Classic Who, but so good. And I love the real fan service of the Mondasian Cybermen being used because of Capaldi. Just a lovely thing. Generally think this is one of the best and strongest stories Who has ever had. All the performances are magnificent throughout, and the cliffhanger and setup for the next part is completely jaw-dropping. And the second part doesn't let up. Incredibly excited for what y'all think. Really hoping you enjoyed it as much as me. Apologies again for quite how long this was. <laughs> Very excited for what's next. We can get a slow clap for that well one. Jake, done. Go ahead, take a break. <laughs> grab Showing a drink them of water. How to do it, Ollie. High praise from Ollie himself. 
All right. Chris at this emo trash had so much to say. He didn't even tweet it to me. He just took pictures of his notes and sent them to me. <laughs> oh, nice. That is my level of shit say, right there. I was going to say, that's Cody. He would totally do that. So here we go again. So Chris at this emo trash says, here it is. My favorite episode of all time. Wow. That's damn. One of the best of all time as well. I understand that. My favorite, I understand, is not the best. <laughs> right from the beginning, you're wondering what the hell is going on. Why is the doctor in the snow? And is that actually a regeneration or another fake out? Then the episode starts for real. And I was really hoping when they went along the side of the ship, they'd pull a space balls and make it excessively long. But instead, they chose beautiful visuals and an amazing soundtrack to join it. Everything Missy says at the start is just wonderful. Calling herself Doctor Who, calling her companions exposition and comic relief. Ah, yes, the two genders. And of course, flirting with George. You can really feel the tension rising as they're trying to figure out what's going wrong, whilst they have a gun pointed at Bill and the lifts keep rising. And the Doctor comes out of the TARDIS desperately to stop Bill being killed. The flashbacks are done brilliantly to maximize emotion, although as a former chef, I am going to heavily criticize these kitchen scenes. I was thinking the same thing while watching these. I mean, they didn't have Bill wearing a hairnet or hair covering. The way she makes those chips is shocking. She doesn't wash the starch off those potatoes or put them in an ice bath. And let's be real, no university kitchen will be making chips from scratch. They'll use frozen ones they could put in the fryer immediately. This is my biggest criticism of the episode, and to be honest, basically the whole thing is unwatchable now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well done. <laughs> to kind of defend this part, like, Bill is only making chips for her and the doctor. The kitchen is closed. It's after hours. And she just cuts up, like, one potato. <laughs> and she is not a cook. She's not a cook. She's a fry cook in a university. Bill actually being killed out of nowhere and done so well. You never expect a main character to just straight up die like that and being taken away by whatever was in the lifts, telling the crew they'll fix her but she won't be returned, adds to the horror that is to come. Everything that happens in the hospital is just straight out of a horror film. It feels like the hospital itself wouldn't be out of place in the First World War. That's, that's a really good point. We should have said something like that. <laughs> but we never will. <laughs> Discovering the wards of patients just sat there waiting to die or be converted is horrifying. Even more so when you just hear the cries of pain from one of the other rooms and discovering that the way the nurse fixes it is just to turn the volume down. That's basically a nightmare. I do love Mr. Razor. Unfortunately, I was spoiled about a certain person coming back in the series. But thankfully, by the time this episode came along, I had completely forgotten. And so his identity was a mystery to me. His relationship with Bill feels incredibly charming, and he's so likable it makes his sudden but inevitable betrayal that much more shocking. I like that it's at least rooted in actual science, with the Doctor explaining time dilation and how it works in relation to the ship, although I also like Razor's explanation of a very fast bottom. Seeing the Doctor as Razor guides Bill to the lift gives real hope that she can escape before it all gets taken away. From here on, it just gets batshit, and I love every moment. The TARDIS crew going to the bottom floor and Missy discovering the ship is from Mondas. I remember we were getting the early Cybermen in this series, and so that wasn't a surprise. But the reveal is still done brilliantly. Uh, mix that in with the Doctor and Nardal actually finding one of the Cybermen in the, con in the conversion theater. It's just gold. John Sim plays the scene perfectly. If the audience didn't know who he was, the reveal is slowly dawning on Missy and then the audience. 
before his accent changes and he pulls off the disguise and there he is in all his glory. The emotional gymnastics the Doctor goes through in the space of two minutes, finding Mondasi and Cyberman, finding out that the Cyberman is Bill, and then both Missy and the Master appearing behind him. Only Capaldi can play that emotion and he does it perfectly. This episode plays perfectly on the real body horror of what being turned into a Cyberman does to you. From the set design to Rachel Talalay's perfect direction, I honestly don't think anything could ever surpass this as my favorite episode, as every piece works with every other, and it all makes for perfect Doctor Who. I agree with everything. It's more high praise. I gotta... I don't... You know, this episode wasn't like, to me, I, I didn't do the Jake thing, and this episode is the greatest fucking episode to ever exist. Didn't really... It's it's a really good episode, but I don't know. There's just something... About, it's, it hasn't been completed, so maybe the second episode's going to be the real tipper. But, yeah, that's it's really cool that we're stumbling into other people's, like, number one. <laughs> well, and I think we're seeing why people love this season so much, even if... <laughs> like they're constantly apologizing for subpar episodes it's because a lot of people do hold this finale so highly and it's tough when ranking seasons to separate a finale from the season itself because that's what you True. come away thinking about yeah we're coming out swinging i mean that was uh that was a that was at least uh three bases on that one <laughs> All right, one last one. Cindy, not that Cindy, at Needs More Yarn, the host or one of the hosts of the We React podcast says, I really like the black hole time displacement concept in this one, and Missy is fabulous. However, the treatment of Bill is unforgivable. She's so awesome up until the brutal end. She deserved better. Hashtag justice for Bill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill was such a strong character in this one and then getting done dirty in the end. Well, is it the end, Alex? Well, as far as we know. The beginning <laughs> of the end. Yeah, she's just a Cyberman. That's fine. Wouldn't be the first Cyberman companion. Let's yeah. not forget like, Handles, handles. The best companion of all time. <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> Probably a trivia question, by the way. What? Oh, for sure. Eventually. What was the name of the Doctor's <laughs> Cyberman companion? companion? Alex, give me that Fun Facts theme song. Facts. This story marks the first appearance of the original design of the Bondassian Cybermen since the 10th planet in 1966. Alex, give me that MVP theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, who's your MVP? It's uh, John Sim. Yeah. He fucking, like, body acted the shit out of it. You had no idea. And then, boom, it's the master. Like, he's he's he was goat in this one for me. Are you saying that because of his beard? <laughs> And the makeup, and just like his like different mannerisms, like he he was like he was a different character. You said he was the goat, and when he pulls his mask off, he has a little goatee that he didn't have before. Oh, boo, <laughs> boo! <laughs> but that's uh, classic master seventies master had a goatee. That's great. I feel like you get a special advantage to watch him throughout since you already knew what was coming. Yeah. 
Like, I think I would have paid more attention to him if I knew it was a master. But I gave it to the actor <laughs> because he effectively played two characters perfectly. Yeah, he did. But, I, I, like, I didn't pay that close of attention to him. Yeah. Not knowing. Yeah, watch it again. Mm, <laughs> He's amazing. We'll he, he really is. And it was very hard for me not to pick him, but I did not. Jill, who's your MVP? Michelle Gomez, duh. The... She, she was my very close second because she mm. is the best. Chef's kiss. So good. Cody. Michelle Gomez by like a metric mile tonnage. <laughs> no such thing as a metric mile. Sam? I think I'll go with Pearl Mackey. Yay. Terrence. Michelle fucking <laughs> Gomez. <laughs> um I have always said that anytime Michelle Gomez is in an episode, it's gonna be her. I've also said anytime Rachel Talley directs an episode, it's gonna be her. Uh, I can't have both. Uh oh. I'm going with Rachel Uh-oh. Talley. Because this Michelle, sorry. But Rachel, Rachel Talley, the the horror aspects of the hospital, the way it's shot, the way that doctor's shot, just uh, even even the opening little pre credit credit scene, credit, <laughs> the pre <laughs> the pre the pre credit scene, <laughs> that that scene of the doctor regenerating or whatever it is it's fucking beautiful and that's because rachel Talley's the best and we're all worse than her alex you, you just sit there i got a thing i'm gonna do <laughs> okay <laughs> it is now time for everybody's favorite podcast trivia game the doctor slash editing you out damn it in this game i will Look at questions from Dr. Trivial Pursuit and ask each of these five people to answer them. The order is random. Everyone will get a chance to go first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. If the first person gets it wrong, the second person gets four multiple choice options. If they get it wrong, the next person gets to select from the remaining options and so on. I have selected the order ahead of time and it is Terry, Sam, Alex, Jill, Cody. Terry, are you ready? Absolutely. I got a rare card today. That has five questions all on one card that we can do because they're all from New Who that we've seen. Well, we're probably at the end of the New Who episodes that are in that deck, I would assume. Oh, we passed them a long time ago. It only it only <laughs> goes up to the 50th anniversary. Oh, that's right. But I do have the new one that includes even some Jodie Whittaker stuff. So I'm holding on to that until we actually have very few cards left in this. What is the name? Of the TARDIS internal alarm system that sounds when she is in imminent danger. Oh, no. Um, what is the name of it? Yep. I don't know why Susan came to my head, but that's not right. <laughs> it's not Susan. Um, um, Sam, your multiple choice are the cloister bell, the cloister alarm, the cloister wraith, the cloister chime. Cloister bell. Yeah. Nice. Tough to make multiple choice of that one. You said it, and I was like, that sounds yeah. right. And then you kept saying them. I was like, ooh. We've talked about it a lot. Um, okay, cool. Sam, you have one point. It is your turn to go first, and you won't get this right. Hey. So it's good you got that point. Cool. What was the first name of the girl who told Donna she had lost 11 pounds in five days using adipose capsules when Donna visited her? Susan. That is not correct. Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Who? I was just (laughs) double doing a 
quick look through to see if Susan was one of my multiple choice and have to change it. <laughs> Your multiple choice are Karen, Stacy, Sharon, Kelly. That seems like a Karen thing. I'm going to go Karen. Jill. Ooh. Kelly? Cody. Uh. What are the multiple choice again? Karen, Stacy, Sharon, Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> That's literally what Jill just said, but Terry, why Stacey. don't you go now? God damn it. Cody. Fuck, Terry. Stacy. Stacy is correct. Nice. Terry has one. Sam has one. Alex, it is your turn to go first. All right. In New Earth, what did the grass on the slopes of New New York smell of? Lavender. Ooh. That's a word I couldn't remember, but was going to put in my multiple choice, but it's not correct. You remember okay. lavender. Jill. That's great. Was it apples, peaches, holly, sage? Holly. Cody. Apples? It's apples. Oh, it's apples. Yes. They hold it up and go, apple grass, and then they just fuck on that hill. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's grotesque. <laughs> I must have missed that one. I remember the apple line. I do not remember the remainder of that happening. <laughs> okay. Terry has one. Sam has one. Cody has one. It is now Jill's turn to go first. Jill. In what year is the episode Fear Her set? They, I'm ta- be way talk off. us through it. What do you remember about Fear Her? Um, almost nothing. Fair. It's very, very boring. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the 1900s. Okay. That's pretty boring. We were all born in the 1900s. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all pretty boring. Yep. 1962. It is not. Cody. Would you like multiple choice? Give me, I yeah. Is it 2010, <laughs> 2011, 2012, <laughs> or 2013? Oh, uh, 2012. That's correct. That was uh, the Olympics. It was the right? London Olympics. Oh. Even though the yeah. episode aired in 2006, they knew that they had the London Olympics, so they wanted to do an episode clever terry has one sam has one cody has two cody this is your chance to solidify your victory and run away with it my victory's already solidified well someone can tie you if you get this wrong (laughs) i won't i believe you what is the name of the vast open land in the center of manhattan where hooverville was located wait for it wait for it What's the name of that park? Center Park? Sit Town Center City Center National Wait, that's not my answer. We're gonna need a final answer. <laughs> uh uh Center Park. Terry, your multiple yes. choice are Fort Washington Park, Central Park, Bryant Park, City Hill Park. Ooh. City Hill Park? Sam. 
Central Park. Yeah, it's Central Park, Cody, not Center You're Park. You're fucking <laughs> kidding me. You're kidding me. We have You're kidding We have me. a tie for first place between Sam and Cody. We don't. There's no tie. <laughs> no, it's not I'm called Center like... Park. It's the most famous park in the world. <laughs> yeah, and I said no, it. No, you did not. Central Park. <laughs> Just because your Discord's garbage. <laughs> I have a tiebreaker. This one is uh, a little harder than some we've done before. Oh, God. But I hope it's a number that we could rapidly <sighs> count up. Correct. This is between Cody and Sam only. What year did the real Titanic make her maiden voyage? Okay, there's no way it's 1931. 1932, I like to point out Cody's first guest guess was 1975. <laughs> like, like my older brother didn't watch it on TV when it sank. <laughs> you don't fucking know. I do. It happened in 1912. Yeah, the winners make the history, okay? And the ocean won. <laughs> Sam is the winner this week of our quiz. Alex, please give me that paper uh, crumpling theme can, song. No, no paper crumpling theme song. Out? It wasn't even a tie. This is bullshit. <laughs> Cancel the pod. Everybody boycott the pod. Everybody tweet Jake and say, Cody won. <laughs> Goodbye. We should we should maybe cut all that out. That was embarrassing. <laughs> of them thinking the Titanic sailed in 1975. <laughs> well, he started At so one late point, I... Cody started saying 9,000. <laughs> he started saying years that haven't happened yet and won't for thousands of years. Maybe he was thinking of the new Titanic. Just because of Doctor your Who. Christian calendar didn't start until twenty twenty years ago doesn't fucking mean it's not year nine thousand right now. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> Whew, all right. This has been Married to Who's episode on World Enough and Time. Uh, if you want to participate and follow us on Twitter, you can do so at Married to Who Pod. You can follow us on Instagram, Married to Who, or you can email us, Who at gmail.com. If you want to listen to this podcast in some other way than you are, you can do so on Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to listen to the old shitty ones, you can do so on our website, MarriedToWho.com. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and producer Terry, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for The Doctor Falls.
do 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 do